most of us in the world today have had the experience of some kind of conditional love. This process starts with the process of socialization in childhood. We learn that if we are a certain way or if we do a certain thing, we either get rejected or we get approved of. When this happens, we learn that the things we want so dearly, things like acceptance, things like understanding, things like closeness, belonging, and our needs being met are conditional. If we are traumatized in some way by this conditionality, then we develop the strong desire for an unconditionality. We develop this strong desire for the things that we need and want. Things like acceptance, things like approval, things like being valued, things like being loved, things like our needs being met. Being completely unconditional. Being given to us no matter what. No matter what we are, no matter what we do, no matter what happens. And no matter how we stay the same or change. <laughs> To heal is to experience the opposite. This means that people who have suffered as a result of certain aspects of themselves, not being accepted, included, wanted, valued, appreciated, or loved, heal by experiencing those things being appreciated, included, wanted, valued, and loved. But people with this kind of trauma often swing the pendulum from conditionality all the way to unconditionality. And as with any dramatic pendulum swing, there is dysfunctionality that exists at either end of this spectrum. Therefore, when we start to demand unconditionality, we open the door wide for dysfunction. For example, we may create relationships where our expectation is that the other person has no expectations of us and puts no pressure on us whatsoever in the relationship. Or we might get into a relationship with somebody who's genuinely incompatible but refuse to look at that incompatibility and instead try to make them change whatever is incompatible so that they will like something that they currently, due to their incompatibility, will not like about us. Basically, we try to get somebody who doesn't want something to change their mind and want it instead. Or somebody who doesn't value something to change their mind and value it instead. <laughs> or we try to create relationships where we set up the dynamic where no matter what we do, we expect the other person to feel good towards us and to appreciate us. And I mean no matter what we do and don't do. And this can escalate all the way to straight up abuse. It can escalate all the way into a pattern where you actually only feel loved when the other person takes pain for your sake. How unconditional. The expectation of unconditionality can lead you down a very, very dark road in relationships. To understand this in a more in-depth way, you can watch my videos titled The Truth and the Myth of Unconditional Love and The Suffer So I Can Feel Loved Relationship Dynamic. We can sum up this desire to be accepted, to be valued, to be wanted, to be appreciated, and whatever else, down to I want to be loved no matter what. What we mean when we say I want to be loved no matter what is really, I want to be wanted, no matter what. And when this is the case, you have to ask yourself a very important question. Two, actually. What is the me that I need people to want? And what about me do I need someone to want? This is the question we need to ask ourselves if we hope to heal from conditionality. What this question will reveal is the aspect or the part of you that was rejected, the part of you that was not valued, the part of you whose needs were not met, the part of you that was disapproved of, right? the part of you that was pushed away, the part of you that is so desperate for this 
no matter what. And from there, you can go about the process of integrating and healing that aspect of you. So that you can kind of grasp more how this goes, I've got a couple examples for you. One, Bo grew up in a very large family on a working farm. Bo's parents conceived their children with the literal mindset that their children would be helping hands on the farm. That's why they continued having children, is because they wanted more help on the farm. So what did this do for Bo? It set up a dynamic where Bo feels like what he is has no value. It's only what he does that has value. Now in his adult life, he keeps finding himself in relationships with women where he's completely convinced that the only reason they value him at all is because of what he does for them. Bo is terrified that if he stops doing things for these women in his life, that they will leave. Okay, so what this does is it sets up a dynamic where Bo bait and switches women. He enters into relationships with women on the foot of, I'm gonna do everything, everything for you. He fixes anything in their house that needs fixing. He takes care of anything they need done. He spends the initial part of the relationship being completely active and in service to her needs, even before she has to ask. But then, when these women commit to him, suddenly he starts to become worried. What if the only reason that she's with me is because of what I'm doing for her? When this happens, the pain of his own childhood comes to the surface and he begins to test women. When he does this, he picks something that he routinely does for her and he just doesn't do it. Now, when she reacts negatively, what Bo makes this mean is, oh, my worst fears are confirmed. The only reason that she's with me is because of what I do. And it's at this point that he goes into full-on protest behavior. And it's as if he has switched personalities. All of a sudden, Bo, who was an active man, becomes a passive man. He stops doing things for the women. And inevitably, after months of conflict, they leave him feeling duped. And he feels abandoned and loved and like all women are just users. In reality, women decide to be in a relationship with Bo because he is so active. They decide to be in a relationship with Bo because they think this is not just what he does, it's who he is. He's a man who they can respect. He's a man who takes ownership and contains a woman and meets her needs. Oh yeah, most women will sign up for that. That's the man that they signed up for. So when Bo goes into his protest behavior and turns into a completely different man, the kind of man who's sitting on the couch, the kind of man who's brooding in silence, the kind of man who lets the kitchen sink drip for days on end, they're like, what the hell happened to me? I just got completely duped. And why do they leave? Because this is not what they signed up for. When Bo is asked the question, what is it about you that you need other people to want? His answer is, me the way I am. But who is Bo the way that Bo is? Is Bo what he does? Is he his talents? Is he his weaknesses? Is he what he wants? Is he how he behaves? Is he how he feels? Is he what he thinks? Is he what he says? Is he his actions? Is he his needs? Is he only one of these things or all of them? What is it about who he is that he needs other people to want? When Bo thinks hard about this, he realizes that what he really wants is for a woman to love his company. When he thinks about giving a woman company, he realizes that the image he has in his mind is them doing a lot of joint leisure activities together and talking. He wants to be valued for his company doing leisure activities together and for his insights. This is the real pain. His parents had no interest in just his company. 
None of his family members did. They sure as hell don't care about his insights when what they have to do is put food on the table and work the farm. And there was no time for leisure activities. Seeing this, Bo is able to see that he actually enters into relationships on the wrong foot. He's advertising something different than what he actually wants to provide in a relationship. And he definitely is advertising the part of him that he really doesn't need a person to love, and he's hiding the part of him he does need loved. As a result of this realization, he says, wait a minute, there's no way I'm gonna find a compatible woman to what I'm actually wanting somebody to like me for if that's not the foot I'm entering into relationships on. It's like me going to a used car salesman, asking him for one car and he gives me a completely different car and then being angry that I'm angry. Ha <laughs> ha, now I feel guilty. Now Bo behaves in a way that indicates to women that he loves leisure time and quality time. He engages in deep conversation with women rather than fixing her kitchen sink. He invites women to leisure activities like watching a movie rather than offering to help her in some way. Bo has now been in a three-year relationship. In that relationship, what the both of them agree upon is that they care about and prioritize quality time together and leisure activities above pretty much anything else. As a result, Bo is not only happy, but he feels more loved than he ever has in his life. Two, Charlotte grew up in a culture that expects little girls and women to keep sweet. When Charlotte was anything but sweet, she was immediately reprimanded. As a result, she had to suppress, deny, and disown her negative emotions, especially her anger. The thing is, is that when you suppress your anger, oftentimes it doesn't completely go away. You're just hiding it from the world. So Charlotte spent the better part of her life feeling like something was seriously bad and wrong with her because she couldn't just be like all the other women in her culture and her society that seemed to just be easygoing and happy no matter what happened. Charlotte keeps ending up in relationships with people in the workplace and in her family still and friends and romantic partners that have a big issue with negativity. They won't tolerate it within her at all. When Charlotte is asked the question, what is the you that you need other people to want? Or what is it about you that you need other people to want? Charlotte realizes it is the real truth of how she feels in any given moment that she needs other people to want. Charlotte decides that she is still in resistance to her own emotional truth. Because Charlotte realizes that she's actually in resistance to her own emotional truth or her personal truth in any given moment, she decides that she's gonna do parts work. Specifically, she does it with the part of her that knows and can express how she feels in any given moment, and the part of her to the opposite that doesn't want her to know or express how she feels. That's the protector. That's the one that's keeping her safe. As a result of this parts work, she was able to get both parts on board with this. Number one, always knowing what her personal truth is, but number two, expressing that truth in a way that's still considerate of other people's feelings. Both parts said yes to that. In order to find people who would want the truth of how she feels, Charlotte signed up for an acting class that promised to help aspiring actors to tap into their own emotional depth. In that class, she made friends with Jane. Charlotte and Jane are now roommates. Charlotte feels safe with Jane because Jane always tells Charlotte exactly how she feels. There's never any guesswork. And Jane encourages Charlotte to get mad and to cry and to tell the unsavory truth. As a result, Charlotte's relationship with her own personal truth is healing. She is becoming much more authentic as a person, 
and she feels more lovable. As a little side note, it's important to know that when we get into relationships, we usually do so on a false foot. Because this process of socialization tells us that we're not going to be loved if we put a certain aspect of ourselves forward, then we hide it when we go into relationships in the future. Because we want them to like us, we want them to love us, they want, we want them to want us, right? <laughs> the thing is, is that it's like a bait and switch, right? When we walk into that relationship hiding the full truth of ourselves, and then later at some point it will come forward, the person on the other side is like, wait a minute, that's not what the hell I signed up for. I signed up for the opposite of that. And then we're like, ah, and the trauma happens all over again. For this reason, it is so important. If you want this sensation of unconditionality, which really is compatibility, it's so important to put your authentic foot forward. Put the aspects of you that you want people to need and want forward. I know that takes a hell of a lot of risk, though. It's scary as hell, especially when you've been trained and programmed that nobody's going to like that to put that forward on the table. But I can tell you there are people to love everything. The what in the no matter what relationships we are seeking is actually a very specific what. It's a specific thing or multiple specific things that we need someone to want and value. By figuring out what that specific thing is, we can improve our own relationships with that thing, and then we can go about finding conscious and direct ways for that thing to be accepted, included, wanted, valued, appreciated, and loved. When we do this, we need to be really conscious of going to the right people and to the right places in order to actually get that need met. Right? We can't ask for acceptance somewhere where we're obviously going to get rejected. So using our previous example, once Charlotte figured out that the part of her that she needed to have be wanted by others was her personal truth, her emotional truth in any given moment, even if it's negative, and if she had walked into her parents' southern country club, she would have been re-traumatized. Not the right place. To understand more about this, you can watch my video titled A Value Realization, a realization that can completely change your self-worth. We should not be seeking to be loved or wanted no matter what. Not in the way we mean it when we say it that way. What we should be seeking is compatible relationships. To understand more about this in depth, you can watch my video titled Incompatibility, A Harsh Reality in Relationships. And part of this compatibility is about becoming aware of specifically what it is about us that we want to have be wanted. From there, our job is to find people who do want that. People who genuinely can accept, include, appreciate, want, and love that.